0: Hi guys, welcome back to the show. This is Mo from the More Simple Podcast. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome to our world where we strive to set stories and processes free. Now listen, the show is currently still on hiatus till April, but I decided to come out of my hibernation because of this wonderful series of topic I'll be doing together with Miss Ola Cafe Valaka, who is a sex coach and also the founder of the Erotas Lounge. We have 10 episodes curated around these topics and um, two of them will be free. The remaining eight you have to pay for, but I show you that the value you're going to get, it's going to be a lot more than whatever you're paying for it. This is how we do things in the show. We're always about value. So what is in store for you? A lot, a lot. As someone who's you know come to sex at a very um, abrupt and also torturing way, It really helps to explore just what the steps that have been taken and how to live a sexually fulfilling life. And so you're going to be learning a lot about sexual abuse, about parenting and sexual education, what the Bible has to say about sex, how to um, explore your needs as a female spouse or as a male spouse. So yes, um, check out the show notes for more details on the pricing and what all of the other topics entail. Well, let's get back to the show then and thank you. The powers that be called for this moment. I was like, okay, I'm just going to get behind my quiziness, you know, and just get this done. Because it's a topic that um, it holds a significant meaning to me and I guess to many people. And not in that kind of way as you come to find out. Because there's so much I didn't know and so many misconceptions and lies that I knew that I thought I knew about this topic. And so this is an opportunity to kind of bring everything out there i open But before I talk about What we're going to be talking about today I think it's very important For me to Introduce my guest You're probably wondering Who is this fine lady Shining With her, you know Pooping glasses You know And her, all of her exuberance Well, oh my goodness you, She's not new to the show, But you probably recognize her voice She is, you know The one and only she was here last year in May. We did the sex conference together, and then she came back later in the year. Sometime in October, we talked about her divorce story. She's a um, charter secretary with a first degree in doctoral science from the University of Lagos. She currently works for Kala Nigerian Investment Advisors, and she runs her own events management company called Pushing for Concepts. She's a certified, here that's certified sex and life team coach. Hmm. She also says, as the logistic team um, lead for Solid Foundation Ministry, which is a non profit teenager based Christian organization, her passion and vision are to influence her generation and become a, fo- a voice and force to reckon with. And special thanks to Patricia um, for introducing us and making this happen. So, Yinka, welcome back to the show. It's nice to have you here today. Thank you so much. <laughs> see me blushing because I'm seeing more as
1: in. I'm so excited
0: uh, to see you. Thank you always yeah, for yeah, the opportunity. Yeah. You know I don't take it there's for only granted. Yeah, I don't know as so well. There's only some people. I, few people I can say I want to get on camera with and just talk about so Like behind like audio, when you're doing podcasts, you can get get away with so many things because it's just audio. But video, you have to be all put together. Make sure that your background is popping like this, and you know your makeup is a flick. What do you want to say? And, of course, I have good content because people are not just hearing your voice; they're looking at your face. So, and I was like, you know, you're Inka kind is of someone that I adore and I, you know, cherish a lot. And you know, I told you that many times. I'm so so honored by just what you do, and I think you're doing a fantastic job. So, the honor is actually mine to host you. And thanks <laughs> for coming back again. We like when people come back to the podcast, so it shows that we treated you nice the first time. Yes, you did. You so, did. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to tell, like, our listeners, what we're talking about today? Because I know you love this topic very well. Okay, so um, it's not
1: far from what Mo is always asking me to talk about. It's sex. Somebody says sex. <laughs> Sexy! <laughs> <laughs> so, so people, I know some people are, are really shy. You know, some people will say do it. Some people will say another word. But it's a word mm. that's it's in the dictionary. It's called sex or you say make love or you say make out, you know, all those beautiful words you use for one another. And I always say this Sex is a gift from God. There's a scripture I usually use said all things the Bible said that everything that pertains to life and godliness has been given to us everything that is inclusive of sex. So do not quote that scripture and just think it's just money, clothes, houses, friends. Sex is inclusive. And there's a place where God says they're giving us life, life more abundantly. Is sex not part of life? Is a question I want you to answer. So at the back of your mind, don't think about it as a dirty habit. Think about it as a gift of God that was given to married couples to fully enjoy their sexual beings to have pleasure and I always say it is worship they that must worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth sex oh, yeah.
0: likened to worship thank you wow we haven't even started entering church we've already gotten that you know pre-sermon feel so um, so Yeka was on the show last year first in May we did a sex workshop and that was really really good it was freeing for so many people including myself and we had a survey go out after the um, conference from those that attended it. And it was really a huge, I, I want to say, like, um, blessing to read their feedback, especially open-ended responses. And I shared some with thinker And it's that the devil has really done a good number on several of us about just sex, especially within and outside the marriage bed. And um, a lot of things you're going to be hearing are from people who, because she's going to be sharing some of, you know, her experience with some people without mentioning their names, like her clients, but just her experiences. So this series will be a lot of um, exploring and unpacking and even just, you know, demystifying these big word that is sex. And so um, that said, we, this will be a series of episodes. Um, some of them will be free. Some of them will be behind the paywall through our premium um, package. So make sure you follow the website to find out just, you know, how, and which ones will be free and which ones will be um, not free. As you would expect, the ones that will put behind the paper will be the ones that, you know, really get into the, you know what I mean, but don't worry. Everything will still be tastefully done, you know. Yes. Even though we are free in Christ, we won't yes. go about like that, you know, being flippant. So I think um, the first, for this first episode, this is episode one, the big thing we're going to be talking about today is just the misconception of sex. And Ninka has done a fantastic job to, first of all, huh. to find what sex means. You know, she's told us, you know, that it's a form of worship. I know so you, you get used to her giddy like this because you kind of can't have sex like this. Five or six. She, she's so passionate about and I I love that about her. I mean to, to enjoy to enjoy talking about sex and even, you know, ed- educating people is one thing. But to do it even as a Christian, it's like wow, a Christian that can talk about sex like this without even like trying to like, you know, hush hush I mean, that's for me like, okay, I love this girl, I want her, you know, in my corner. So first, Inka, let's talk about um, why why is there so much talk about sex? I guess um, in the media today, what is the big thing about sex? Why is it so important? Like I live here in the U.S., and sex is everywhere. Even when you're not even conscious of it, at the back of a magazine, um, on a billboard, on burgers, like you know, perfume ads. It's, there's always something. Sex is always everywhere. It's like oxygen. What is the big yeah. thing about sex?
1: Hmm. So um, when I saw this question, I just said more. Or when you're asking, in my mind, you know, when you're thinking of what we more ask you, <laughs> what is the big deal about sex? Number no, one thing I want you to know, and you've mentioned it, sex sells. Sex sells. So we have said it. So if you want to do an advert, even for a car, a Mercedes Benz, a Bentley, perfume, whatever it is, it is out there. And why is it so important? It has, been, it, has, it has been like this for a long time, but because we are now in an era of technology where we can put things out. Like I will compare it with kidnapping. Where did they used to kidnap? Yes. Why are we just hearing about it now? Because there's social media. Oh, um, rape. Was there rape before? Yes. But because we are getting to an age where we, are, we can boldly talk about how we feel that is why it's in the in our faces. Is it a big deal? It is a big deal. I, I usually compare sex with holies of holies. It's like you remember in the in the olden days, once a year the priests are the only one allowed to enter the holies of holies. Was it a big deal? Yes, because if they don't do that, their sacrifices won't be accepted. One of the reasons why sex is a big deal, apart from being um what sells in the markets makes money it's because it's very sacred and you know the devil usually likes to copy what god has created because for instance if there is an original in your mind especially in nigeria you know there's a photocopy so how can he make sure that he he counters what god had in mind for sex being a gift he does the opposite it makes, I said holies of holies. Holies of holies is not entered by any other person except the priest. But what the enemy has done is make it common commodity. It's supposed to be priced, as in, it's a big deal because it's supposed to be like diamond and gold. What you do in a sacred place. But because of the times that we are in, the kind of generation we are very curious. We want to do the things that they've told us not to do why because they're like nobody can tell me we don't want to be under authority it has it has been turned into a bad way of doing sex so that is why apart from making money it is sacred and the devil wants to turn it around and make it a common commodity for me those are the two reasons why it's such a big deal and so let me balance it can we live without sex yes yes because we, it's something we can live without. I usually say it's not food, it's not water, it's not the Holy Spirit, it's not Jesus Christ. We have eunuchs in the Bible. We live without sex. Paul lived without sex. So can we live without it? Yes. The Bible says there are things that are that. that how did it, go? it was Paul? I was saying that all things are
0: lawful, but not it's all. But things not are things expedient. expedient. Yeah. Yes.
1: So sex is a big deal. Sex is important, but you can live without it.
0: That's wow, I mean that's a very critical point you raised about. Just I guess the connectivity now we have, the world has become very globalized. Yes. At just you know touch of a finger, we at the tip of our finger, we can like get news from everywhere across exactly. the world. Exactly. Um, the next question I'd like to ask you is that in Africa, especially Nigeria, which is our you know home country, sex is seen as a taboo word even among um, married people. But yet, people keep having kids, so obviously it's happening behind closed doors. Uh, why do you think people have, you know, adopted this hush hush habit about sex? Now, I don't understand that there has to be modesty in talking about sex, but I think that growing up for me, it took a while for me to get over the fact that it's okay to be to, ex- to be free with sex with your spouse, because before you get married, it's supposed to be chaste, you know um, saints, and all of a sudden when you get married, it's supposed to unleash the dragon. Or the the you know the Jezebel inside of you, the clean Jezebel inside. Of you. I was like, ah, where am I bringing this one from? You know, and that's, you're supposed to make that switch, especially for the mm-hmm. women. I feel yes. like boys are like really differently. The men, women, mothers don't really or fathers don't really have that conversation with their you know sons. But with the girls, you're always told, don't touch boys or don't talk to boys or. But okay, so all of that hush hush nature about it. Why I think is so prevalent in our culture okay
1: um i would i would say in our culture or on or church or both
0: i think so so let's talk about our culture because church is also a part of it too because yes. you hear that a lot and as you're answering that i would also like to find out are there effects of this whole church approach to sex you know in the marriage in marriage hmm.
1: this question first of all i like, i want to laugh in spanish the part at which you were saying, eh, they don't talk about it, but we see that the children are increasing. In my mind, I like it can be IVF, it can be adoption, it can be that they sleep and they wake up and they meet babies by their side. Do you remember how they used to tell us we start,
0: when, we, yeah. <laughs> when we were yeah, younger Yeah, come and deliver the baby.
1: Yes! Like, uh, what oh, you we call it? You touch you a boy, you
0: get pregnant. Yeah, yes. Santa Claus. Touch Santa a boy, you cross. get pregnant.
1: Exactly. Mother. Ah. You know how we like to pretend about things in Africa? And I'm going to speak yeah. of Nigeria. Like, oh, they don't exist. Ah, uh, Let's just, you know, let's let's manage it like that. It's something that we do in Nigeria. MILT. We we'll just manage it like that. Ah, no, it never happened. You know? <laughs> no, it, it's the truth. And like, oh, I know it's what you cover that people don't know about. But guess what? Uh, so I will say Africans are pretenders to a certain degree. And maybe I'm generalizing, maybe Nigeria. Let me come home. So so to our mind, we're like, we want to adopt the system of other things, especially um, education, you know, technology, bad habits. But we don't want to adopt the system that talks about sex. So if you talk about sex in Nigeria, in Africa, like you mentioned, they look at you and say, "Ah, this girl must be promiscuous. You can't, you can't be a moralist, quote-unquote, and sex will be on the list of things that you talk about. I, I believe it's like a generational thing that has been passed, you know, over and over, but it's something that is being demystified now. In our generation, we're very bold about sex, but we're bold in the wrong direction, quote-unquote. So I'm just trying to put it there. These are based on my own opinion. I am not yet 40, you know, so I can't can't say, but in this small life of mine. So I use myself as an example. Did my mommy talk to me about sex? No. The only thing she did was there was a story she gave me on the newspaper and I can't forget. She didn't say anything, but that story spoke a lot of words. And I'm not sure I shared it when I was talking about my life during the podcast she gave me that story it was about a girl that she was she was a Catholic girl they came to her house they wanted to rape her you know but she said you know so if they gave her an option whether they rape her or she dies so she said you know what I would rather die my mother didn't need to see anything about sex but she what she told me that day was it's important to keep yourself it's important and I was a Catholic as a young person so I saw her like ah. uh if she can do it, then I can do it. But did she open yeah. her mouth? Did she tell me that sex is a word? Did she tell me that breast is, you know? Even to call breast for Africans, it's a problem. <laughs> to call vagina or they call, they call, um, what they call it? Um, toto. And I'm like, toto. you know, it's a part of the body that's supposed to be expressed to a young person. So, if you ask me, the effect is that because we are in a curious generation, people have gone outside and to seek for knowledge and they gained the bad knowledge. So, I use a young girl, for instance, if you have got breast, uh, another thing, and I've got vagina, another thing, and she's getting to school and she's seen a boy say, I like your breast. She's confused because you have not, it is just now more that I, my mom can say, I love you. Why growing up, I didn't, I didn't hear, I didn't hear it. I didn't even hear it from mm. my dad at all. So it's, and that's part of, and this is not just sex. So if you say, I love you, like, are you normal in Africa? I love you. We don't. So we like to copy the bad, bad things from the Western part. We don't like to copy the good things, the cuddling part, the hugging part. So a child goes out and sees a boy to say, I love you. And before you know what is happening, because we did not, we did not give that child like, a pre-sex education, or to say this is what your body is all about. You were created for this, and just explain to the child, and not misplace words. Then the child goes out and becomes something else. For me, that's a major consequence. You know, so like, and another thing, some people will tell you, oh, if you don't have sex now, the kind of information you get now, uh, your menstrual, your menstrual period, your menstrual pain will continue. But if you have sex, the menstrual pain will stop. Hello some people are still having menstrual cramps even after giving birth so for me that's <laughs> the major thing is what pretenders we don't we pretend that we don't like to own what we have we don't like to see that it's a gift we like to just say it doesn't exist that it's a child they won't know a child they know more than you now so you can't compare your generation with what we have now i hope i answered that question
0: no you did you did and i just wanted to add to that, in that um I know that culturally, Nigeria, and I know that seeing Nigerian culture is a little bit of a, too much of a generalized statement. But let me just define that. Like, the culture we have prevalent in Nigeria is such that talks about sex is still, you know, done in a hush-hush way. But I don't think it's just alien to our culture. You know, I've only spoken to several people from other countries like India, even Korea, and um, I guess even some parts of the U.S. here, especially within the Bible Belt. There's a way they don't like to talk about sex and all that kind of stuff, but I think the commonality here is that there's been a shift, you know, yes. a shift towards acquiring that bad knowledge. And by bad knowledge, is you go out there, you want to learn by you know testing the waters before it's time for you to test it. And and I guess that um, while I still advocate for modesty around sex, like train your kids about what sex is like, let them know it's something very enjoyable, you know, within the boundaries of you know safe Average. and committed. Relationship like marriage, and you know, let them know that you know it's it's a way to worship your together with your spouse. But mm-hmm. that before then, you know, don't give it away just with you know to anybody. But I, I feel like there should still be a little bit of you know modesty around it. Like when you talk about it, talk about it, you know, with seriousness and also with playfulness. Like this is one of the things you know, my dad. I don't think talking about your parents having sex, even the idea of it, is already enough cause for therapy. But I feel like we shouldn't still eradicate hush hushness of it but we need to balance the message we can't Absolutely. just keep, keep it quiet because our children are gonna go out there and with the internet now i was watching a documentary the other day pornography like child pornography you're watching something on youtube before you know it's you're seeing ads for something else and you know kids get access to this you can just go on any website and just you know get access to a lot of stuff and so it's like educate them now before they get educated somewhere. And the education they might get outside might not just be the right kind of education. Absolutely. I agree with you more hundred percent. Thank you. I think um let's let's touch slightly on pornography since I brought it up. So I know there's a lot of thought about you know pornography. Some have said it's okay if you're if you're doing it together with the person you love. Some have said you know if you try if your husband is not available at least the whole body if you do it you know um, at least you're not going to have STDs right you're <laughs> saving the world. Some have said you know ah uh, you know once they, it's not good for a man's sperm for example to be accumulated for many days that he can run man he can lead to cancer so it's good to like you know ex. ex- Save it out so that, that way they are cleansing the pipe. They're laughing. I'm just talking about some of these things that you know me have heard. Um, I guess that you know, does does uh, like some people think that they really need to watch porn for those myriad of reasons to gain you know sexual experience. What do you think about this you know practice? I, I will let me just say behavior, especially about pornography. <laughs> and I know you have a lot to say about it, but let's continue. No, i okay. can. You probably need the no. whole series on pornography. <laughs> no. I don't have no. a lot to say. <laughs> <So. laughs>
1: hey. Pornography, Sha, I'm sorry about the people that are not speaking. And I always say something, I'm not going to judge you. I will not judge you. So being laughing is because I'm I'm laughing out stress. That's the way I control my stress. So let me just put that forward. So, apart from you being addicted, let me tell you what will happen. If you are married and you guys are watching pornography together, you'll get to a point more, you begin to compare your spouse with the actor or the actress in the pornography.
0: Oh.
1: You know, I, 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 so when you're watching a, a pornography, let me call it, I used to call it in the olden days, Blue Film. Blue Film. Yes, Blue Film. Well, <laughs> When you're watching blue film, don't forget that there's camera, light, action, cuts. In reality, there's no camera. There's no lights, There's no action. There's no cut. So for instance, maybe they are having sex and they've been going on for 30 minutes. Why do you think people are now selling a lot of drugs? Why do you think that's nice? No, I said sex sells. A lot of drugs, a lot of, oh, come and enhance your uh, BP. come and do this to your vagina. Why? Because of what we have watched. And I always say this, the vision, the eyes, is the way, is the gateway to the art. You become what you consume. Whether you're consuming, hearing, and seeing, or you're eating food, you become that. So the question is, do you want to be sleeping with your husband when you guys are making love or you want to be sleeping with the porn star because the truth is because we are made how do i say it there's no how you will not be visualizing it so apart from you being addicted your mind your heart will be full of orishirishi images you'll be seeing different what instead of you to be looking at no you can be making love to your wife and it is not your wife you are making love to you are just present and you are not present here you have gone So my question is why some people will say because so that they can uh, their sexual kinetic can increase'm I'm, I'm like ow oh, are they going to come out of this TV and come and teach you no see let, let's be let's be serious so for me that's it what do you want to learn? And I believe it's peer pressure. You know, when you, it's very fun. You know, when you go and meet your friends and say, "Ah, how many minutes did you guys last for? It's about 30 yeah, minutes, 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah. I want to pressure. Some people are packaging it. Don't be fooled. Even using Viagra, how many minutes can Viagra last for? Oh. So for me, it's like, what, what motive? is Mo, it's very important in life. And he said something about, ah, if they don't have sex for a lie, why? They can come with. So, my question is, while he was growing up, did he used to have sex from puberty, from age puberty? Maybe he started to be, grow beards at 14 and he started to grow chest at 14. So, he started to have sex from age 14. No, it's a question. And, like I said from the beginning, can you live without sex? Yes. Don't forget, when God created something, the devil wants to photocopy it. Pornography for me is a photocopy of the gift mm-hmm. that God gave. And this, sex is very sacred. It is now that we see, like you mentioned, you are going on the road, you see them by the, by, maybe by the store having sex. I'm like, you cannot hold body to get a room. What is supposed to be between you is now free for all. My question again is, what is the motive behind it? what it what is it you want to learn and sincerely tell me the all the steps that all the styles that they are doing that you see can your spouse do them those people have become machines they take drugs to do those kind of movies it is not normal so the question is i don't know that's as i'm not going to judge it's a major problem like you said people are not moved from adults they move to children I can say pornography is one of the reasons why we have pedophiles. I may not be correct, but my own opinion. So it's important. What do you want to learn and what's your motive for watching
0: pornography? That's it. Uh, I don't know why I'm sweating. Like No, no, la passion, like, you know, la passion, like, you're passionate about it. So I guess that probably throws away the conversation of, you know, as long as you're doing it with your spouse, it's also at least the intention and the, I guess, um, there's also some spirits behind it, I think. Thank Um, you. While while some science have proven that, you know, because when you you have an orgasm, your brain doesn't judge the source of it, right? You know, it still feels good, it feels high. And, you know, that can fall towards like making you feel a little bit more sp- 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 sprydy and exciting, but if you think about just the source of it, like there's some, I I feel like there's some, pray for Christians, and some moral consequences to that. It's it's just supposed to be a form of worship. It's supposed to be dancing with somebody while you're having sex. If you're going at it alone, it- it's almost like you don't need the other person, which defies the purpose of marriage and so even within even if you're watching with your spouse you don't like that person you're inviting it in the form of the blonde lady or whatever shade her color or whatever it is. it's still I feel like you're breaking a covenant somewhere there yeah yeah and I know it's not quite easy to talk about pornography because these addictions are really really real and even despite knowing that is wrong it's hard for people to break it off so I'll suggest like you know find someone you can talk to that can serve as an accountability partner to you. And only say say you have a problem. Say, don't let the devil... Because photograph is something that you do in secrecy. You can never... Have like you can't you can't watch pornography in public. Imagine you are working, you know. Even That's like what when you're came to my movie. mind.
1: We can can, you're can you watch
0: exactly. <laughs> if you are watching a movie and all of a sudden they show sex men, and then your 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 speaker just goes out. Uh, the way the embarrassment you feel, and you are not even telling to watch porn So because there is a way it calls you a way, like mm-hmm. you have to be in a secret shameful place to get it done so find someone to talk to so like my friend what she had to do she told me about it and I I would ask her every day she also installed some apps on her phone on her computer like on her like um the apps was one of the apps on her computer was something that was on her browser extension so anytime she go on that site it would kind of like remind her like you know don't go don't go and sometimes they would block some of the Mm-hmm. From going It took a while, but she's finally at a place now. And I asked her like why why do you think you're addicted to that? Because you know, I've I've watched porn and I've, you know, done nasty things with porn, but I don't think it was really an addiction. After a while just like, you know. So for me it was different. I do have other issues in my life that I'm struggling with, but I never really had porn addiction. But I was curious to know about her, like, so why do you think you're addicted to it? She was like, yeah, I it just felt good doing it. Like she didn't even think it was an addiction until it became she had to do it like almost like many times a day, and I was like, Wow. Like, you know, so um find someone to talk to. There's nothing how I put it, there's nothing too big that you cannot be delivered from. It might seem like totally. a lot. But don't worry that there's nothing too big. Just say it out and find someone you can confine in. Mm-hmm. All right. Um I think I'm kind of rounding off now, but I wanted to um ask this last two questions is that <sighs> my, my new words it's I've I've heard it. I've well I won't say I've heard it all, like you me to um, I've seen my my life has in I'm I'm still young you know so my ears are still virgin virginated in some areas. <laughs> Please, don't tell me love in Spanish. <laughs> da 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 da. Um, but it, it's I've, so I've had I've had cases of a woman who doesn't like the wife not feeling satisfied and she doesn't even know what like an orgasm is like, but the husband. There's, also, there's that selfishness that comes with that. Like, as far as, you know, the man has come, then, you know, it's accepted. And and I would say that for me personally, it took a while to start exploring a lot. I still haven't even done all the deep exploration. FYI, so um, Ninka is also a sex therapist. I've mentioned that before. And one of the things she really gets you to do is to basically explore the deep length of your partner's body, which, you know, there's still some learning to do in that area. But um, for a lot of women... It's right, newlyweds, it's right, church girls, it feels dirty to begin that initially. It's right, if you didn't, if you are not experienced sexually before and you just get into marriage, there's so much to learn. There's so much to, like, at least shed out of your skin because it's on unknown terrain and all the lies, not lies, all the things that keep nagging at you, like, oh, you can't be, that's like a prostitute, I'm Like, yeah, you know, am I allowed to do that? And also communication, you know, you don't really know how to communicate. Oh, I like to be touched here, or don't don't touch me here, or even asking your spouse, what well, would you like to be touched? Like, how does that make you feel? How do I, you know, what like smells, you know, positions, sights, sounds, all that kind of stuff. So my question for you, having you know set that table ready for you, is this: what are some um, ways that newlyweds, like church girls, and I emphasize, or church boys? Can maximize on their cultural experience because this is very very important. And for me, it took a while, and I'm still not here. Dead, not not dead, because you know I talked about the history of childhood sexual sexual abuse that I had, and how that really prevented me from like being like being free within my marriage. Which you know I've overcome some areas, but there's still some areas I'm still trying to learn. Is for those that are probably in my shoes ten years ago, those you know those that are new words what are some of these suggestions you can give them to begin to debunk all these myths and not buy into the lie of the devil? I feel like I've talked a lot, but I would like to hear what you no, think.
1: No no so so the question is what my advice to newlyweds, words, right? Yes.
0: Men and women alike, yes. Men and On, women. Especially those that that are you know how you, you wanna start you wanna become a tiger now in the bed, but all along they've been telling you that it's dirty. So how do you become that tiger you're born to be? Tiger King. My goodness, forgive <laughs> no, me. The first thing I would say, hmm? mm.
1: you know, and i I see, I, I always tell I'm not trying to be spiritual, but I can't, I can't lead Jesus out of my life. I'm sorry, I'm mean, a Jesus baby. You know, when the Bible says that three cord is even stronger than two, yeah, a lot of people do not talk to God about sex, they talk to God about finances, about who to marry, about where to live. But we don't talk to God about sex. So the question they usually ask, who taught Adam and Eve? Quote and unquote. Adam knew Eve. That's a level that we're supposed to get to in lovemaking. So when you're married, we don't call it sex. We call it lovemaking. One thing I want you to know, lovemaking is a process. It's not a destination. Lovemaking is not demanding. Lovemaking is given. Practical examples... So if you have not read books, especially if you have not been sexually active before, my brother, and my sister, in order to get wisdom, get understanding, get a book for a newlywed, You guys can have one copy and share notes. Communication. I'm putting my hand in my mouth so you can understand what I'm saying. You have to communicate. So let me put this here. Um, we are working on a card. I'm not sure. I told you more. Erotas Lounge is working on a card, couples card. You yes, know, so it's going to be it's going to be ready by the end of February. Congratulations! We, yeah, thank you. So what we've done is just put a lot of activities for you to know your bodies. Another thing that is very important is you have to be student of each other's bodies. There's a game that I ask couples to do blind blindfold game. And please, I beg you, debunk whatever meat that you might have in your mind. So maybe they've told you that you are dirty if you do like this. Or a missionary style is the only style for a Christian. Hello, how are you? (laughs) Even in the Bible, they do not give us time. They just told us the things that we should not do. Like homosexual. Homosexual is very clear in the Bible. I'm not going to go there because I'm not a controversial person. I'm just saying you have to be a student what does that mean? That means you have to learn every day. Love making is a skill, and please don't kill yourself. If it does not happen on a, the wedding night, does not mean that your sex life is going to be boring. Wedding night, you can be tired. No, you can be tired on your wedding night, and don't oh, think that. Yeah. Your honeymoon, you are going to have nine nine exstancies. Lobi Reality talk Body is not machine. You have to get to know yourselves as you get to know yourselves, love making becomes sweeter. But the basic thing is, you have to be a student. I can't overemphasize that. And your mind, the Bible says, I'm going back to that scripture. It said that we were naked and not ashamed. You have to be very vulnerable. So you are naked, you and your spouse. What is what are you hiding again? Tell me, there is nothing to hide. Oh, I, I love to I love you to touch my nipples. Say it. And ladies, they've taught us in church. Oh, it's only the men that love sex. And blow some ladies, their libido is extremely high. So don't be ashamed to say, oh, I want it this way. Oh, I want a quickie. Oh, I want a blowjob. I want a head. Open your mouth and describe what you want. Because the guy cannot be assuming. You can't assume. Or the lady cannot be assuming that this is what you want. So communicate in a very loving way. Write notes, write messages. Create an awesome ambiance in your home. A W E. A is affection. W is warmth. E is encouragement. Welcome each other with kiss. Sex begins from the time you wake up from your bed to the time you go back. Guys, sex is not just, let me just come inside. No. I'm fine. You sh- yes. <laughs> no sex is you know sending love notes during the day creating that mood and ladies <laughs> you yourself you don't even need somebody to to whine you to be, be before you say I'm in the mood put yourself in the mood at all times one of the benefits of being married is making love so make yourself available and drop the fact that uh, uh, we use sex to control hello Those are holding days. we don't use sex to control anymore Share you here, yes so don't drop it. And you are a Christian. You are talk, you are spoken to God about it. God knows your partner's bodies. He can reveal it to you, and you yourself ask questions. Sex is supposed to be fulfilling. Sex is supposed to be enjoyed and not endured. Sex is not demanding. It is receiving, and you giving of yourself to your spouse.
0: Hallelujah, glory. Well, um, <laughs> I love that response. <laughs> Yes, uh, I want to also add that and thank you for all of that. I, I would like to add uh, your acronym AWE is another thing I would like to add here is that sexual frustration is very real, but these are issues that can be worked on. You know, it's about communicating what you want. It's gonna it's gonna feel awkward and dirty a little bit asking to be touched in certain areas, or you know, there's nothing how, I read a book, um sexual intelligence, and he said that you know your body so well that whatever your spouse they don't have an idea of just things unless you tell them so think of your body like a map this spot this spot oh that spot no like this is what i want nothing should be off limits as long as you're both okay with it right and even if it feels like i have to be bent and twisted like a pretzel in a certain way for me to achieve you know orgasm talk to your spouse about it they are obligated to, you know, work with you on that and also give, you know, give and take. And I feel like communication is, is very, very important as far as what you want. And don't feel dirty about it. Even if the beginning might feel a little bit awkward, don't feel dirty about it. Like nothing like the marriage bed to like explore that freedom we have in Christ. And, So I feel like sexual intimacy is a powerful picture of the gospel, you know, of the degree of intimacy and ecstasy we are capable of having with God. Um, And the Christian marriage is designed to be a showcase of this masterpiece. Look at the Song of Solomon. I haven't read it, you know, very extensively, but I know that it validates the message that within the covenant of marriage, erotic, exciting sex is very possible. We are both, you know, pursuing this is a worthy position for both husband and wife. And a godly marriage should include frequent and satisfying sexual intimacy. Of course, there are some barriers. There are so many barriers. A lot has to do with the mind. And even as I'm talking about this, I haven't gotten there yet. But I know that looking back... There's a lot of you know progress that has been made. There's, it's going to take a while to like get to that point where I need to be. But the knowledge I've learned so far is what I'm bold to talk about. So I have. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about this, please know that I'm not talking from a place of you know, oh yes, you know, I'm high up on the mountain, levitating lev- lev- above the rest of you. you no, know, it's still a learning curve. But all of that is what I like to share. All right. Well, we feel like it's a very it's a very comfortable spot to get to. You know, to stop mm-hmm. talking. But we still have a lot. We're still going to talk about you know. Excuses, abuse, why you need a sex therapist, the biblical perspective on sex. We're going to also explore sex therapy, like just the intimate details of it. Um, people think that you have to really be bad and bent out of shape to you know, undergo sex therapy. And we just want to talk about the merits of that and having, why it's good to have a confident someone that can help you get to your sexual goals and Nika will talk about her experience as well so this concludes the first episode of this series on sex and it's been a wonderful time talking to I mean she started with glow I don't know how Nika can be glowing you know how when you wear makeup towards the end of the day the makeup will stop shining but this Nika you know when when she's talking about this topic the glow is just it's like you know (laughs) Epo <laughs> Dini like it's just shiny like oh often, oh, you know. awesome. <laughs> Sorry, glow. She's finishing with extra glow. Glory. Glow glory. So um so today we've talked about misconceptions about sex. We've talked about um just the influence of the media, the impact of culture, like church and um tips for newlyweds and the importance of sexual uh, communication within the marriage and expectations excuse me, and managing our expectations. So for the next one, we're talking about the biblical perspectives on sex. What does the Bible have to say about sex? I mean, we as Christians, we have to take it back to the Bible because we're not, we're not free by ourselves. The knowledge we have most of the time is not by ourselves. Unfortunately, well, fortunately we have a book to guide us the Bible is complete anything you want to know about is in the Bible so we're going to take you back to the Bible and find out what God has to say about sex so join us next time and this has been a fantastic time Ninka, Ninka thank you so much for stopping by the studio today, it was nice to so hear you talk about the topic and we'll catch you guys on another episode of the More Civil Podcast don't forget to check out the podcast www.morecivil.com com. Erotas Lounge is also on Instagram as Erotic Lounge. That's it. Erotic Lounge. Yeah. <laughs> if you need her services, which you probably don't know why you need her services, we're going to talk about why you need her services. <laughs> a bit. But if you need to know more about her work and just her passion for like, which well, is really deeply passionate about helping couples like really, really sexy, set their sexual frustrations free, and really get to the heart of things. So, guys, you know, we've talked a lot today. We'll see you guys next time, and thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Hey, listeners, this has been another episode of the Mostable Podcast. What do you think about today's episode? Do you have a question or feedback you'd love to provide? A suggestion for a future guest? We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram at Mostable or email us at at com. Your suggestion might just end up being featured on a future episode of the podcast. I cannot wait to hear back from you. Do visit our official website at www.mostsible.com, that is ww.mosibyl.com, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and amazing guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Leave us a rating or review as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and reaching more amazing listeners like you. We always appreciate your support. Thank you for always listening.